This is Susan Marie, and today I'm here with someone extremely special. He goes by several names. You can know him as Ruben, Rue, <laughs> Zook. We did something uh, very special today. I had come here uh, originally for Reiki healing. It was an amazing experience. We'll talk a little about that, but he has so much more going on. Talk a little bit about your music first. There's so many things we can cover here. <laughs> you know, right? It really is. I know. Because I'm so influenced uh, by other cultural music, traditional, the global sound, I'm really drawn to. Uh, and so that's a big influence on me, whether that comes in the music or not. I'm very connected to the, the DJ producer art forms, which is kind of the electronic art, sample art form. Right. But now it's using with a, like live musicianship too, which is great. Everything I make can be played by a DJ, but it can also be listened to and can also be utilized for performance. So I've actually designed DJ-type tools that local dancers in Buffalo have actually choreographed original performances to. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's interesting. So <laughs> even though it's live instruments in there and it sounds like it's being maybe played live of sorts, it's really produced syncopatedly so it can be... I mix it. When I play live, I'll mix it. I'll play those tracks when I'm in my sets. Wow. And I'll be able to blend them and mix them like a DJ. Tonight, were you playing anything that you had created? Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. But I do have that, and occasionally I, I do throw that in, sound healing tools, so I wanted to share the other people's, too. Right. No, that was it was really nice, whatever you were playing. Actually, that's not as much in the music realm. Of course, it's all connected through sound. More in sound, just raw sound, like tone frequency based and so that was really ultimately recording live elements natural elements like water rain streams right. the woods the noises that the earth makes you right. know those are my favorites too and then along with that being a number of different types of bells crystal bowls old ancient type tools old uh, tibetan and chinese gongs and bells and they produced it together really with the intention to align the hemispheres of the brain so they call it hemi-sync and so it's specially designed sound music sound healing tools that usually listen to in the headphones or not it can be soothing as well but the intention of balance do you think we have anything like that like american wise in our culture with music actually there's a lot of sound healing going on in america san francisco sound healing school so there's many institutes of study there's the monroe institute and Hemisync. So it's ultimately understanding the study of how sound frequencies and tones can alter and affect our physical nature. I agree with you 100% because when you're listening to some music, have you ever just going through your music and you're like, eh, I don't feel like listening to that right now, or yeah. I don't feel like listening to this one, you just can't <laughs> catch that right, and then you're like, that's it, I, at the moment. I wouldn't even have minded if you would have played Thunder and Lightning, I actually like that too. Okay, you know they've got CD, they, they, they have CDs like that. I do, I have some. Okay, you do. I actually See? like them, you know, I do. Okay. <laughs> it's cool, it's You'll have to bring them by next time. When I've been in that piece, you know, we're in here. Speaking of where we're sitting doing this interview is amazing. I would like you to explain to everyone exactly where we are, what it signifies, and it's a dojo, correct? I guess it's been called that. Uh, but I was uh, I was told it's a dojo, zendo, I guess a place of, of practice. Some people see a dojo as a place of martial art practice. I've studied internal martial arts, like qigong, a bit of bagua, meditations, 
uh, which seem to be very connected to the, the martial art form when you look at it. Right. It's not all self-defense. It's very much a form. Spiritual and mind yeah, control. Yeah. And, and a lot of martial art forms are actually, they're forms of healing. Because there's some of them out there that don't focus enough on the mind, the spiritual, the whole aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Between okay. mind and spirit. The center, maybe? Yeah. A lot of people look at martial arts as if that's all it's about, learning how to fight or learning how to do that. When it, I look at it as, no, that's something much more sacred. You have to be on a spiritual or be ready to meet that spiritual level. That's how I feel. Yeah, there's some schools that they won't accept everyone. Really? No, because <laughs> they give you an interview. Wow. Yeah, and like you have to actually sometimes be asked. There's, it's, it's just so much going on. And it all ties into this place because not only is this going on in the dojo, but I've done, um, you know, DJ studying here. I've had years of sound being pushed through this place, of course, with the intentions of giving back. Ultimately, this whole space is about giving back, cultivating that self-healing, sound healing, music. The slogan that I've come up with for grain, and ultimately it's like grain, fusion within sound and movement. So whether it's grain healing or grain music, it's all fusion within sound and movement. And whatever sound may mean, whatever movement may mean, that's how I, this place ultimately cultivates that. You know, what I see in that too is even with, with your healing and with your music and with this place, everything, even the grain, it all works together simultaneously for the message that I see that you're trying to get out, whether it be music, whether it be healing. On the musical level, well, it's healing in itself. Yeah, of course. It's very effective. When I first pulled up here, I immediately felt a sense of peace right off the bat. And I pull in the driveway. I'm sitting here thinking, am I at the right house? You know, my goodness. And <laughs> Ruben, he walks on, he has a big smile on his face, immediately so positive. I get out and I walk to the edge of the embankment here in the yard. It's just absolutely beautiful. There's, It's just woods and it's there's a bridge that you can walk down that goes to what, a fire pit? Yeah, like a little area, a landing little area, area like that. Of course. It's so peaceful, and it's set back away from everything. So it's kind of like you're in your own spot. And then there's even more places set back, like where we are now. The dojo is even set back from the house. And as soon as I walked in the house, it was such a peaceful, calming energy. I'd like you to talk about CRM and exactly what that is and how you got into that. CRM, uh, abbreviating for Certified Reiki Master. First of all, the master word is a little intrusive it can be master so that word is uh, ultimately that just means i've completed a number of of levels or uh, grades or number of classes what they call attunements so the, the master thing is i'm not really comfortable saying it that means i've gone through a number of attunements uh, that wasn't easy it's just levels of study and healing and practice and disciplines and, and meditations and everybody ultimately has access to this i do agree with you on that Ultimately, the form has come from Japan. The man who uh, cultivated this, uh, Dr. Asui, is called the Asui Method uh, of Reiki. And Rei, meaning universal in Japanese, and Ki, meaning energy. Some people hear the word Chi. Chi is Chinese. And all of this really ultimately uh, comes down to one's belief system. And so in that sense of, of the healing model of, of Reiki, you know, it being universal, which means it's all of us. Right. You know, so we ultimately all have access to it. And a lot of times we all do it. We all do it all the time and we don't realize it. So we access everything that we are. It's accessible. Everyone has that. But is everybody drawn to being the practitioner? No. Right. Everybody has ability to be a massage therapist. They can study it. They have access. I agree. It's I, different, but right. it's the same thing. Right. 
but who's drawn to that? The way I look at it, exactly like a calling, you're drawn to do this. I also do feel we all have access to pretty much do whatever we want. We just don't, for whatever reason, follow that path or take that turn. But that's why I, I say, like, I'm grateful for people, like, for instance, for you. You chose to take that turn, so you made that choice, at least, to study that path and go that further. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Where some people might look at that as odd or weird or not understand it or they might not get it or they might say, oh, no, he's above me. I can never go there instead of learning about it themselves. Mm-hmm. This is why it's interesting when I came here today and everything that I've experienced, like I've experienced a whole lot of spiritual, a range of spiritual things from frightening to beautiful and oddities in between that entire spectrum. And tonight, this is the first time I ever experienced this. And I've actually been to a, someone who had called themselves a Reiki <clears throat> master before. It was completely different than what I experienced tonight. Now, tonight, what I experienced was the highest spiritual plane along meditation, deep relaxation, holistic, total energy. What I had experienced before was something totally different. So that's why I, I say tonight was more along the lines of you're working on pure energy and, and spirit. That's what I felt, pure energy mm-hmm. and spirit. And again, a lot of people have access to the model, even people that are drawn to it. Like, oh, people are like, oh, I'd really love to help people out and they want to learn how to massage. It doesn't mean that they know how to really give therapeutic touch. Because right. that's something that we find in ourselves. Or that, maybe that's something that was given to us in some way growing up. Whatever, there's a number of reasons why we'd be drawn to that. I love plants. And okay. you have a green thumb, don't you? I don't know if I do. Do I? Really? I don't know. You know what someone told me? And I thought this was really cool. Because my house is like botanical gardens. There's plants oh, wow. everywhere. Ivy, vines everywhere. Just okay. all kinds of plants. I love it. It makes me feel so good. Someone had said this to me. Why do you think some people have green thumbs and some people don't? You think, well, that's your energy going to that plant. Now everyone's going to think Susan Marie has suddenly lost her mind after spending a night with Ruben. (laughs) (laughs) That's possible, too, and we're okay with that. As long as we're okay with it, it doesn't even matter, right? (laughs) Plants? I mean, everything has energy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so people are going to think I'm crazy. I've actually seen auras off of plants before you. Because it's just yeah. energy coming off. So someone had put forth, they said, well, you're touching the plants. You're talking to the plants. You're caring for those plants. Some people might not have that. Or like you said, they might not choose that. That's why I asked if you had a green thumb. It interested me. Technically speaking, green thumb means someone who can work with plants. Mm-hmm. Well, I've spent time with plants. The plants and I. <laughs> no, no. You know, right? We could, we could go, we can go to the fairyland if we want. <laughs> I don't know. I was telling a story in the kitchen about when I, I felt the trees and I was crying. I really did, though. Yeah. And so, so I do spend time with, I live around plants. I live around trees that are untouched. You know, I live around some old growth forest. I live around roots. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think that really comes from intentions. The idea of talking to a plant and sending it a positive energy, or it may seem corny or sound corny, but it, ultimately it's an intention. It's coming from us. Right. It's, it's but, true. Know. Well, like, for instance, like with your dog. Mm-hmm. His dog is very intuitive. Maui, right? <laughs> yeah. Maui. Very intuitive dog. It picks up on every little thing. The dog liked me, though. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maui. Yeah, Maui. It, that's what it made me think of. Is the dog is how animals are so intuitive. And my opinion, he loved when I when I practice. 
So I'm practicing my bass, and I'm working on a number of uh, scales, or just working on an original tone. I'm just playing some chords, and I'm just kind of playing more pretty stuff, and I'm just kind of getting in that groove. Like, he just, he'll literally just fall. He'll be right by me, he'll just lay over. That is so cool. It is nice. It's kind of loud, too, but it doesn't bother me. There's only certain types of music I could play and work to, and that's something, like, I could sit there and write to that. That could be in the background, and I could seriously just sit there and... And write to it. It would be inspiring because it's relaxing. Of course. It would put you in that meditative yeah, state yeah, that to be the creative. Intention. You know That's what I mean? That's the intention behind it. What an outstanding time to be connected to that sound and what perfect timing. All the music I've created, the first intention was, well, where am I? And who can I work with? How long have you been doing music for? Probably 22 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good. If you have to somehow connect with Azuki. He's an amazing, highly spiritual, positive person. Right off the bat, boom, total connection. What we did tonight, it was amazing. I had no idea what to expect based on prior experience, but I'm very open, you know. So when I came here, he started, I would call it grounding yourself, grounding himself, grounding the area that we were in, bringing up his own energy and as he was doing that I was able to get control of my own energy and basically it was hands-on healing and what was really amazing is I had my eyes closed and I could feel his energy all he did was hold his hand above my head it was pretty far up though I'd say six inches I could feel the heat the energy coming off of his palm it wasn't touching me. What he does is hands-on healing. Certain spots I noticed he would stop somewhere and just lay a fingertip or put his palm on somewhere on my body that was maybe he felt was needed a little more attention. Now, during all of that, I'm also being brought into a deep meditative state. Taking a tone, a single tone or single note from a chime of sorts, a certain type of chime or bell, and I've hung it in my space where I can actually hit it with a mallet and it can fill the room because it actually sways. When I hit it, it actually moves around and it pushes the sound in the room. Whoa. So that is acting as a guide for transition within our healing or, or whatever, we're, whatever we're working through. It could, be trans, it could be a signal for transition. So I can just let you know ahead of time, I'm going to hit this tone. And so when you recognize this tone, you can just go at your own pace. I don't have to direct you. It's like a sonic guidance. Well, what had happened is while I was in like a deep meditative state, he would hit that and it was a signal to me and I can hear it to say, okay, let's bring it down and come on back out. And it did instead of like your voice or, you know, a timer, who knows what something's going to use, you know, it's a very peaceful way of saying, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. a cooler, calmer way of bringing you like bringing you down, mm-hmm. bringing you out. Yeah, of course. And you can't hit that now, can you? I can, can actually, you? yeah. Okay.
that was almost bringing me in a state. Do you notice how quiet we both got? Isn't that weird? Yeah, so he would hit that to begin or to bring me back out of like a meditative state. Yeah. Do you use that for yourself too? Oh, yeah. There's so many different representations. I can only go from my experience and my perception, of course. We all have our own perception. And then we have this shared experience that we're still learning about. Heal, meaning, you know, the root word of health, it's ages old. He asked me why I had come here, and I said, well, pretty much I was tired, exhausted, stressed, and I needed a complete cleansing of my energy. Mm-hmm. That's basically what you did. Deep relaxation, you said. Yeah, deep yeah. relaxation, mm-hmm. right, right. I wanted to be completely relaxed. That's what occurred, and it was a deep relaxation, and I did have my energy cleansed. I mean, before I came here, I, I'll tell you right now, before I came here, I felt sick, like cold sick, flu sick, rotten, negative. I really did. Mm. I asked, did you feel any of that off of me? And he's like, no. Afterwards, it was a completely different experience. And I'll explain a little bit more of um, from my experience because it's not like hands-on, deep body massage or anything like that. Most times when you go to someone, they'll be a massage therapist and they may have studied. So they might have a little bit. That's what I've had before. Oh, yeah. So I've been to a massage therapist who studied it so she was able to do some work on my spine. It was very different what occurred here tonight. I felt it was very sacred, highly spiritual, a complete letting go of emotion, inhibitions, negativities, daily things that literally bother you, but on a larger scale. It made me step back and look and go, that's not really that important anymore. That's how I felt. That's great. I do know that Reiki has been just, there's many tools out there. Reflexology, massage therapy, qigong, uh, acupressure, acupuncture, shiatsu, chiropractic, meditation, guided meditation, reiki, and a lot of times nurses, doctors, you name it, people that work with people with their hands, they utilize reiki and they study reiki to help them as a tool. You hear more about people who are in another field and they just utilize reiki as another tool. There is something to be said about the physical work being done in our body. It's very important. The idea that people getting involved with the energy work. When you get physical work done yourself, it's still energy work. <laughs> right, right. So it's never a substitute for medical care. Right. It's never. It's not supposed to be. It's just supposed to be this mode of, of, of relaxation and cleansing. And it's just a, a really positive experience, you know. And it, it, it can go as deep as we want it to go. What was interesting is you mentioned guided meditation. I've had guided meditation before. But what happened on its own, while I was lying on my back, I started to meditate. Well, you were guiding me into meditation, but the guided meditation I've had before was you're walking on a path, you see a bird, you know, that kind of of thing. You know what I mean? Ruben wasn't saying anything, okay? He was using his energy. Well, it was a form of chanting. I was doing, yeah, I guess it was. I guess I can only connect it to something more Native American based. The only reason why I brought Native American is because when I've listened to the notes and how they're orchestrated, it sounds similar to some of their tonal sounds. They just chanting tones, just just the note patterns of their music. Uh, The idea of we can utilize our voice with tones that can affect our body in powerful ways. So it's really ultimately, you know, keeping me clear and keeping me open. To help you and what's what reiki is and so it's so accessible is that it is universal reiki is a, a form of, of allowing the energy around us to help us out as a reiki practitioner we act as a vessel for the the person who's receiving 
And it's really a, a place of allowing themselves to utilize the energy around around them to clear them. So they're doing the work as well. You have to be very open spiritually and, and, and want to have something like this done. I wouldn't suggest, like someone said, oh, you need to go have this done and someone makes an appointment and brings you here. You have to want this for yourself and be yeah. open to it, wouldn't you agree? You have to be drawn to it. It's you have not to be drawn to it, thank you. The right reasons, you know, just right. like anything else. And the idea of healing and how it all affects us, I mean, we don't realize the music that we are around, how that affects us. There's countless studies now uh, being gone into uh, with music and how it affects the body and the intention behind the music. Also, the idea of people feeling, oh, you know, energy healing, what does that mean? You can take it for what it's worth. You can, you can take it serious. Uh, but and if you don't take it serious, um, but what we don't realize is that what, the music that we listen to, we're actually, we're affecting our body with that. Right. So why not? doesn't mean we have to be retentive about it, but we can say, hey, wow, this music I'm listening to is, you know, how do you know it's not hurting your body? The author, Dr. Emoto, you ever heard of him? Dr. Emoto is a scientist, and this is just from my experience of what I was able to retain. Dr. Emoto was a scientist from Japan, I believe. He's from playing. Canada. No, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's from West Seneca, actually, uh, Chitawaga. <laughs> This is, this, this, uh, I'm this, sitting here with Dr. Mo. Okay, no, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> like, uh, Dr. Emoto was uh, interviewing me. <laughs> yeah, right. So Dr. Emoto was a scientist who was studying water and how um, water is affected uh, by its surroundings. And what he would do is create a scenario where water would be, like bottles of water would be sitting in front of speakers of specific sound. Or water would be placed on a table with a word of intention an intentional word or a a slogan and it would be taped the word itself would be taped to the water bottle so the water was getting the the idea is that the water is being affected by intentions whoa and so then during the crystallization process the freezing process you could see the crystals when looked in a microscope he could see the formations of the crystal and how the intention affected the water You've got to be kidding me. No, it's a, now this is, they're going to parts of the world where there's lakes and, and, and different streams, and they're actually doing the same thing. They're, you know, they're taking parts of this water, and then they're crystallizing and seeing what kind of form comes in. So water and music, heavy metal, came out. Now, I've done my share of, of metal, you know. I really was into I it. I was a big metal yeah. man, I was. But then when you look at this scientist's readings, and then he does a, a showing of how the crystal is now, it's not even a crystal. It's literally like the pattern is non-existent, and it's it's like a it actually looks it's destructive. So now that being said, they've gotten let's say a form of Mozart played, and they've done the reading, and it was a set of perfection. That being said, we are ninety percent water. That just freaked me out because I told you about my water experience. Yeah. You know, I have this thing with water, and you call that detox. For me, that's my meditation. Water does that to me. Of course. So now you're talking about water. Where are you going, and why are you going there? Well, I got a book here I want to show you. Okay. This, again, it's called The Hidden Messages in Water. Uh, Dr. Emoto is, you know, the author, and it's translated in, like, every language in the world. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to get that. And so... Water that has been taken from different parts of the planet has been studied uh, as well as what's going on around that body of water. And they've got different experiments. Yeah. See, I love stuff like this. Now, this is water with a piece of paper with the Japanese word cosmos. 
This one's the English word cosmos written oh. on it. This one's German in cosmos. Now, if you guys could see, and the three completely different interpretations, but that's crystallized, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crystallized. And if you could see, it's the same word in three languages. It looks completely different. What are these ones? Well, here's a picture of the water when it was ignored. Really? That's kind of like the human spirit. Well, there you look go. It. We're we're 90% water. We're a water planet. So now here, look at this. This is a water with the word intention, do it. So it's a directive, do it. And it's like, not even there. No. Or let's do it. That's different. Wow, that's amazing. Now, what I'm looking at is the is the one that says, let's do it. That was on the glass of water, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was crystallized. It comes out, and what I'm looking at is like, it's. I'll, I'll compare it to, let's say, a beautiful, perfect snowflake. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's what it looks like. Now, the one that said do it, which is like, I'd say a more negative or, did you say directive? Yeah. Power. It's, it's not, it, there's nothing. It looks like, it, you know what that reminds me of? It just, what is that? It looks cancerous almost. Well, look at that. Oh, and they put the word Satan there, and mm -hmm. it looks the same. It's really, it looks like cancerous, quite frankly. Yeah, look at that. What word is that? It says, you make me sick, I will kill you. What did that turn out like? It, I mean, it looks like old beans that have been smashed up. And the other one, they put angel, and it's like, it's just a beautiful ring. Well, that's, oh, I have to get this book now. So, and this all ties around the same idea of intention. We're coming to this space with intentions of... Letting go of unneededness or stress, coming to be peaceful and heal, to feel good, to be a part of something. Comes back to the same thing of music, the intention of where our music is and creation. So when so. you think that this is the effect that a written word taped on a glass of water crystallized had an effect on what it's doing to it, think of what the world itself does to someone as a human being to their spirit. After, after time, it's the same idea, right? Well, yeah, it's showing the power of words. The power of words, exactly. Mm -hmm. The difference between that. I think the greatest one of them here is love and gratitude. That's one of the most perfect. Here it is. That's one. Of, that's the symbol of love and gratitude. Oh my God, it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I mean. Thank you, and they're they're absolutely they turn out crystallized. Oh, what's the name of the book again? It, the name of the book is The Hidden Messages in Water. It's a New York Times bestseller. And it's Masaru Emoto. Yeah. Initially discovered this person from uh, the movie, uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? You did. So that was actually in the movie. Very cool. And uh, a number of, you know, this is a teacher of mine gave me this. And so it's the power of thoughts, which, uh, you know, uh, become words, which become, you know, behaviors, ultimately become our... Uh, destiny sometimes yeah and it's frightening that's that's water so think of us as human beings well, i came here this evening because i needed positivity well reuben started immediately what i saw in my head it was he wasn't guiding me on meditation i saw huge huge pine trees and they were very big and then i was small standing by the trunks and i was walking and i came out to a brook and on the other side was a doe and she was just staring at me and then like an elk joined her side during this whole thing he's just a fingertip here a palm there meditating and I'm seeing all of this in my head I entered the brook I was standing at and just slid down into the water and I started to become very cold but not in a bad way I wasn't afraid or anything 
sliding and I would just kept sliding deeper, deeper, deeper in the water. And to me, that was kind of like me just, just falling in. You were bringing me there. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. That's how I, that's what I was seeing in my head. Okay. And then. It was a bell of sorts. A bell. Just, I hope you, I hope that picks up. Yeah, it did. The chime. The chime. And then that brought me out of it. And then um, what I did was I laid on my stomach, and that was like a more relaxing position. And that's where, before I had laid on my stomach, what was really amazing is he held his palms, the, the back of my head. I could have stayed like that forever. I felt so much peace. Like the weight of the world was just like gone. I could just lay my head there. I'm not kidding. That's what I felt. You know, I just thought about this. This is um, something that was, was shared to me. And I never thought about it. Again, until you brought it up. How are we held when we're first born? Wow, no kidding. Is that our, the, I mean, more or less kind of, you know, the, the tailbone is the root. Right. Is that the, the area there. And so you, you really hold it up because you can't hold them up themselves. So, I mean, you hold them, but ultimately if you're holding the child, it's, it's around the root and up by the, the top. I felt so comforted. I did. I felt like I didn't have to worry about anything. Ruben had his palms and they were right there holding the back of my head. I laid my head back like that. And I was just like, I could finally like forget about everything. That's how I felt. And if, and if anyone's interested in that type of experience, there's modalities, as to say, that are focused around that area. And it's called craniosacral. We feel good. And a lot of us are flowing and most of us are flowing there. So we can get this cranial sacral work, where again the cranium, the skull bones and and the fluids there just hit down the spine and go go correctly to our organs. So I would look into that. That's even that's even more of an experience. We went to the second part and I was lying on my stomach. He laid his hand on my lumbar, my lower back, which is a spot that I have a lot of difficulty with. All he did was lay his hand. He wasn't physically doing anything. It was energy related. Put his hand there and I could feel the heat that his energy from that point on meditative. I went somewhere very, very, very deep where I just let go. I just totally let go. I thought that was amazing because I had the sensation, I don't know why, that my feet were crossed while I was lying here. And I'm thinking, Sue, that's a negative thing to have your arms crossed and your feet crossed. And then he was finishing and I felt his hands on my ankles and I said, I'm thinking my feet aren't crossed. But I'm telling you guys right now, my feet, they they were crossed and I I have no explanation for that. Was that to you? (laughs) There's a number of experiences that people have. They experience heat, they experience cold. Like I said, like you feel like someone's hands are there but not there. Everyone has different experiences. Really? It's all very individual, but they're all related. It all ties up into a lot of the connections to therapeutic touch. There's, just, I mean, that's another thing to look up for people to look up, therapeutic touch. It's a whole other study where people are certified therapeutic touch, but it's true. People can, there are other methods of touch therapeutically that are just about sending that positive energy and these are experiences this is what's happening i mean with the beauty of it being brought from japan uh, that that was the initial intention is that the idea is that there's a lot of access out here and it's really uh, available there's so many eastern western arts because now it's become an east west blend right right. because it was brought right you know that's beautiful yeah what i experienced tonight it's hard to 
describe because you have to experience it yourself. If I could say generally what it is, it's basically just a complete letting go of all the, the negativity and allowing the positive. It's a cleansing. If you've ever cleansed your house or if you've ever cleaned your house, say, okay, you feel something's out of whack in your house and you're switching your furniture around for some reason. I believe in all of that. You're doing that for a reason. Something's oh. out of whack. I felt spiritually, uh, emotionally, energy-wise, physically, I was completely out of out of whack. So coming here, it felt like everything was put, boom, right back in tune. Mm-hmm. So that's what occurred today. This healing arts modalities, my connection to it, which was an extension of my musical connection, especially connected to the DJ producer art forms of DJing for people to dance. So I'm, I'm very connected to the dance, the movement, the sound and movement, going back to that. The idea that sound is cre- allowing us a space to move and create. It's all very healing to me. It's based in music. It's about dancing and letting go and entering that space, natural feeling and freedom. And, and we can enter that in, the, in this world too. So it, it's kind of like something I'm, I'm doing well, both. It's, yeah. all, it's all highly positive things. Yeah. Even myself, I don't think I would get out on a dance floor. No, it's okay because I always thought that too until I did. Really? Until I found that alignment. Really? Now that's one of my more of my deeper practices is dance. Areas that have specific music and rhythms that are connected to a specific tone that seem to draw in a like type of people and it's always an open space to express, dance, meditate, whatever it may be. Wow, so it's kind of like an open forum of Really is. It's an open forum. It's like here, be you. Wow, it's amazing it's usually always on a deeper level you know or it's just how people live it seems deeper to others but we're all in this big pot of soup together this cosmic soup right but for those who are interested in experiencing uh the deeper aspect whatever that word may mean to other people it's not about separation it's just about understanding maybe maybe a deeper or a level a different level of understanding of our natures our physical nature our spiritual nature our emotional nature our mental nature our you know other parts of living, you know, not to separate anyone else because we're all part of this. Right, right. And we wouldn't be without each other. So we're all, we're all in different rungs of the ladder, yeah. so to say. You yeah, know? We're, all, we're all in the perfect place. I believe we're all in this place we're supposed to be. You're right. Actually. I don't know. That's, I mean, someone told me no. that, then one day I'm like, hold on, I think that makes sense. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's the simplest thing. We're sitting here talking about ice crystals on the water, and it's like, we're, supposed, we're all supposed to be where we're at. Simplest things in life, I swear. I know. I know. It's true, though. I believe that, too. You're, you're in a place for a reason that someone enters your life, whether it's positive or negative. I do not believe in coincidence. I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. People say, why? And I'm like, why not? You know, I mean, just try to have fun with it. So there's a lighter side to this exploration of ourselves. Right. You know what? Now I want a t-shirt that just says that. Why not? There you, you know go. How many people are going to stop me in the street? Anyone that hearing us, you're, you're, you're going to have to talk to us first because we now patent that. <laughs> we did. So anyone on this uh, station, um, it's been official. We've just official the uh, Sue and Rue patent of why not. Sue and Rue. <laughs> we patent why not. So. Yeah, we. That's ours. Why not? Copyright. What's the date? The, <laughs> anybody who tries to put, do why? Yeah, I have why not. Yeah. Hey, go to the party. <laughs> so for those who want wine, why not? You know, uh, <laughs> well, I'd like to say, you know, I think everybody should be quite grateful for Think Twice Radio. And it's commercial free and alternative and it's off the cusp and we can talk about whatever we want. 
It is. I love doing it. I'm very grateful for this. I've never been interviewed on the music and healing level. And it has been just a, a big part of what I am too and what I want to bring. When I'm hired for like special events, people know that they're not just getting someone who does music, but who's bringing a lot of intentional energy to their space. Right, because I would be thinking if you were out, say you're at a club and you're mixing the music, your energy is going out to that entire club. I look at that at anything. Like say somebody's running a venue, that's your energy you're putting out there. Say your school teacher, you're the head of the classroom. And what if you're negative towards the children where you're projecting that? You've got this energy, right? And you're putting it out there musically. You're putting that out there, too. You're touching a ton of people. Of you know? Yeah, very good. Very good, you know. What have you got there? It's, a, it's actually my cereal bowl. <laughs> and occasionally I eat um, uh, trail comes? mix. Trail mix. Yeah, Rice Krispies and uh, <laughs> occasionally uh, goulash. While I'm eating goulash, it makes it sound like this. If you heard that initial bong, it keeps going. What were you doing before? Oh, the singing? It was a... Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, sure. It does bring you in a trance, like, because if you notice, we're, we become very quiet. We're both quiet. You know, say, whoa, look at the fire. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. <laughs> oh, I wanted to talk about uh, Gregory Davis. Oh, that's right. Greg yeah, Davis. Can't, okay. Can't forget that. Yeah, a little bit. Greg Davis is the son of the legend Miles Davis. And Buffalo hosted a number of world events, actually, global viewings of a blend of original jazz poetry of uh, Langston Hughes by a Buffalo native and so he was speaking and then the one of the, the featured artists was Gregory Davis so he played trumpet which I may believe it might have even been as had that gold and black trumpet I don't even know if it was oh God, who knows. Me chills. there you go and so I got time got to spend some time with him we played that show, and I was doing um, abstract turntablism. Actually, I was doing some DJ work while they were playing jazz. So it was almost like a jazz fusion, almost a, a new jazz almost kind of experience. And then throughout time, after that show, I continually got asked to do shows with Greg Davis where we were playing my original beats in my pieces. And then I would just take out all the instruments and just leave the beats. Then Greg Davis would play the trumpet. Junie Booth would be playing upright bass, who was a native of Buffalo. And then they get other musicians involved. So one of their musicians was, um, his name is Mbai, an African um, drummer in Buffalo. So uh, every time would be a, a different experience, a different fusion of it. But I was very thankful to be a part of that. A lot of spoken word, music, global type fusion, dance. And so now Greg Davis wrote a book about his father, about Miles Davis, and making music. So there's still, I was very uh, grateful to be a part of that experience. He's a great man. And I'm very grateful and experimental. God, that's just astounding to me. Now, does his son, along the same lines, think... I think he does his own thing. He seems to be pretty experimental. I mean, he definitely hits some jazz notes, but he seems to be pretty open and improvisational. It's, I mean, any son or daughter of a, le- of a legend 
in the arts culture of the world is it's no easy shoes to fill. Can you imagine? And any of the kids yeah. that we've seen on mainstream or pop culture, a lot of them have challenges because of that. Lennon. Yeah, Lennon, Dylan, Dylan Dylan's kid. Right, right. Um, some even in the actor world. He's being him. And it's amazing because when you see him in person, you actually I mean, you see Miles because it's his son. It's his son. So it I mean, totally freak me out. Like, you know, and he had some crazy effects. He had like a little microphone and like a pedal system, so it was nice. Real humble guy, and uh, I was very grateful. That was great. That was my most notable experience with yeah, someone on that it's, level. It's amazing. So it you've was... met so many amazing people. Just while we were talking, I'm grateful for meeting you yeah. first of all because yeah. I. It's like I said, it was just. One of those connections where you're just like drawn to that person a couple yeah. months later, and all of a sudden I was like, Hey, I think I need that. Thank you so much. Thank you. And see, I touch his palm. See, I just got zapped. You guys don't come here. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's good, wasn't it? Really, what I use is a number of hand buzzards. I put on really enchanting music. I put subwoofers on the floor so it feels like energy is moving. Oh my God. And I sing good. old, you know, Irish jigs that sound like Native American. So I'm really, it's, it's really uh, the big buzz. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. See, it's like, <laughs> sorry. No, I like jokes. <laughs> I like jokes. Okay. Is there anything else you want to get out there? Uh, or music arts, poetry arts, the creatives that live within our landlines here. Blessing. And I, I just wish for people to be grateful of, of what we have, See? what we share. It's beautiful. And most people I come across, they're extremely grateful just to even be able to speak. I know it's a challenging spot for some people. And that's, I think that's only because they need to find a new access point or they need to find other spots to grow. That doesn't deny that this is a, a place of growth and a place of honing in on one skill or, or a lifestyle to live. Actually, and seeing you're following your intuition mm-hmm. and your next step forward. Mm-hmm. Rue's only going to be here for two more days. Yeah. Two more days, see? And I got to have this experience. And also he agreed to an interview with me. So this will always be archived and I'll always treasure it because this is very special to me. Thank you Good. so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Rue. Thank you.